You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. You're tuned in to the R1 News, your stop for news and current affairs on the airwaves, 11 to 12 weekdays here on Radio 191 FM, Te Reo Irirangi Kotahi. Tēnā koutou i tēnei āta, this is R1 News here on Radio 1, te reo idarangi kōtahi, for Trapere, Rua Takau Mātoru o Piripi. Thursday, the 23rd of June. Ko Quintin tēnei, and I'll be taking you through the stories today from now until 12 o'clock. Coming up on the programme, i tēnei rā, uh, we have Eileen with the headlines and weather, and then I'll be speaking with OUSA President Melissa Lama about the exclusion of some students from the cost of living payment. Then I'll be speaking with Radio 1's very own hockey commentator, Dave Borry about last week's finals of the Stanley Cup. Coming up right now, though, here is Benny with Never Ending on R1 News. Didn't hide inside the words about 
The R1 News Headlines. Tēnā koutou. Ko Eileen tēnei. National Party President Peter Goodfellow has resigned after 13 years in the role. His resignation was announced this morning. Goodfellow will remain on the party's board of directors for another term. In a statement, Goodfellow said the time was right for someone else to take National into the future as president. The party's board will elect a new president at their annual conference in August. An earthquake in Afghanistan has killed at least 1,000 people, with a further 1,500 injured. The 5.9 magnitude earthquake was located 46 kilometres from the city of Khost, near the Pakistani border. The earthquake has also affected several remote and mountainous villages, and the death toll is expected to rise. An icy start to the day has seen major travel delays around Otipoti. Ice has seen several bus routes delayed or cancelled, and there have been a number of crashes. Police encourage drivers to take care on the roads. And those were the headlines on the R1 News. Now, Ketepehe te Ahua o te Rangi. How's the weather? The R1 News Weather. It's extremely icy in Otipoti i tēnei rā, so take care. A high of Tiko, 10, brings light winds. Apopo expect morning cloud and frost clearing to a fine afternoon, with a high of Tiko Mā Toru, 13, for the inaugural Matariki public holiday. That was the R1 News Headlines. Catch up at r1.co.nz forward slash news or find us at Radio 191 FM on Twitter or R1 News NZ on Instagram and tune in to R1 News at 11am on weekdays. That was Eileen with the headlines and weather here on R1 News. Coming up on the show, Itenera, I'll be speaking with OUSA President Melissa Lama about the exclusion of some students from the cost of living payment. And then following that, we'll have Radio 1's very own hockey commentator, Dave Burry, to talk about last week's finals of the Stanley Cup. But coming up right now, here is Casual Healing with Lake Song on R1 News here on Radio 1 Treo Idarangi Kotahi 91FM. Drift away Hey you Forget about missing now Cause the only one missing now Is the little guy in your head Hey you Let's get out of town We can cook sausages on the fire And figure it all out Hey you See you've got it made But when the smoke gets in our eyes We all go blind Yeah. 
judgment day Are you scared of what she'll say When she looks right through Hey, you You were once a spirit And you chose to calm down So why are you kicking such a fuss? Hey, you Would you sweetly beg my pardon? There's no such thing as you Only us hear your thoughts. Text in to 0212 Radio 1.
This is the R1 News on Radio 191 FM. Today, I'll edit on Kotahi.
some things in life are priceless. For everything else, there's New Zealand On Air, proudly keeping the good ship Radio 1 afloat for another 25 years. You're listening to R1 News here on Radio 1. Just then you heard And That with At Capacity. Before that you had Bik Runga with No One Walks This Night Alone. And before that one was Blair Parks with No Plans. Some students will be left disappointed about the government's announced cost of living payment, with a subset of students being left ineligible for the $350 support payment, which is set to be released in the coming months. To be eligible, students must have filed an automated IR3 tax return in the previous financial year. This means that students who are on a full scholarship without taxable work alongside, such as the Academic Achievement Scholarship, or PhD students that don't demonstrate for papers, will be ineligible. Students who did a summer studentship in the summer months and no other taxable work throughout the year, or took summer school right through, will also be ineligible for the payment if they don't do any work. Those receiving the student allowance instead of or alongside the living loan will still be eligible for the cost of living payment. These students that are ineligible for the payment will also be ineligible for the winter energy payment, the other mechanism by which the government sets out to support those on limited incomes in the more expensive winter months, due to the fact that students receiving limited support or living support sorry, through their loan are the only ineligible class of beneficiaries for the winter energy payment. When approached for comment by R1 News, MP for Dunedin Dr David Clark declined to comment, citing the increases to student support by the Labour government over the last few years. The last increase in the student living loan came at the start of the financial year, and the $25 increase was announced in the budget in the year before. These increases were also unanimous, given to all students unconditionally. The IRD does not currently hold data on the number of students that will be ineligible for the cost of living payment. In a statement... A spokesperson for Finance Minister and Deputy Prime Minister Grant Robertson told R1 News that there was no decision taken to exclude a class of people, including students. Eligibility of anyone is a consequence of the criteria requiring a tax assessment and income for the 2021-2022 to year. The income used for the tax assessment is a net income, which excludes some forms of income that are tax-exempt, such as scholarships. I'm joined on the phone now by OUSA President Melissa Lama to talk about the issue. Kia ora, Melissa. It's great to have you with me. Kia ora. Thank you for having me. Uh, so, Melissa, what are your thoughts on the fact that some students are ineligible for the cost-of-living payment? Look, it's just a step backwards. For me, it's a step in the wrong direction. And if it is that they're trying to, um, I guess, knuckle down on those who have side hustle jobs or, you know, are doing some form of work. I know a lot of us postgrads do consultancy or some form of research where it hasn't been declared through tax. Like, I just wish they would be a bit more upfront in regard to the IRD approach. Um, I also know for myself, I'm currently going through that situation and seeing if I'm eligible through my doctorate. And um, it's been very difficult and I've come back with many questions around my, uh, I guess, income from last year and income for future predictions. And because I'm not on scholarship for my PhD, it's even made it even worse. So um, I sympathise with with students who aren't uh, eligible for this payment, but I also think they've missed all the, I guess, feedback and information students have given in regards to the student allowance and the living cost not being accessible as it is now. So it's disappointing. So talking about PhD students then, both those on scholarship and not on scholarship, um, what support should the government make available for them, um, especially considering they are ineligible for the payment? I think there's got to be some leniency and consideration to 
the different cases of students and it shows that they haven't considered the different profiles of students. Yes, we have majority undergrads and postgrad and PhD especially are seen as a privilege and possibly there's this attitude from government that you don't need to do a PhD study but I think um, they should keep it sort of universal for all students. So if you're an eligible, if you are a studying student, you should be able to access these payments and if they don't have them, then create something to ensure that PhD students who have been in the in the study journey for like some of them for one and a half years, some to nearly completing, have a good chance of being able to finish. I think that's really important, um, and they're just missing the whole point there. Mm. And so the New Zealand Union of Students Associations has been lobbying the government to extend this payment unanimously to all students. Um, what does OUSA's take on this? I think it's great. I think. Um, they will bring a different perspective in regards to student lived experiences um, and they can't deny them because they are a voice that represents students and so I'm all for it. I'm all for giving out input from Otago Uni and I have been having these conversations with them in the past week so I'm keeping a close eye on, on what they're doing and where we can support from our region. Yeah. Um, and other than the cost of living payment, what support would you like to see for students, both undergraduate and postgraduate, amid the cost of living crisis? I think uh, more consideration to equity around um, energy payments. Um, I think it's confusing the criteria that they announced at the budget, and it should just, again, this universal approach of, um, yeah, so some students might have money, might have a job. We know a lot of students don't. But removing the potential barrier of hardship for keeping warm and students having to decide whether to put the heater on or not you know, that can be all addressed if they just had sort of a universal approach where all students can access more winter energy payments. Yeah. Um, and for those students who are struggling at the moment, um, whether that's with cold flats or just because everything has got so much more expensive, what support can OUSA provide for them? Yeah, so I'm really grateful that OUSA has student hardships so you can uh, apply for a hardship grant up to $250 via the hub on the OSA website. But we also have food packages there as well. So beyond just the COVID relief um, and welfare packages, uh, we do have the business as usual uh, food support there uh, through Sage and the team at Shin Support. So I do encourage students not to be shy. Um, the, the service is there for you. Um, and if you are needing support, OUSA's executives there to support, but also all our OUSA staff. And please don't forget, Pertia Totoko is there as well. Um, we are looking at this diversifying the, the criteria around it having to be related to COVID because we recognise that the situation that students are in are not always COVID. Um, and so we're working on trying to lobby the uni to uh, broaden the criteria for students so that hardship and find, especially high financial hardship is, is recognised in the Pertia Totoko need for students, yeah. Excellent. Thank you very much for joining me, Melissa. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. That was OUSA President Melissa Lama talking about the exclusion of some students from the cost of living payment that is set to come out in the coming months. Coming up on the show, we have Radio 1's very own Dave Borry talking about the finals of the Stanley Cup that played one week ago. And right now, I have Saltwater Criminals with Walk here on Radio 1.
listening to R1 News here on Radio 191 FM. That was Henneke with Strange Creatures, and I'm joined in the studio now by Radio 1's very own hockey commentator, Dave Borry. Kia ora, Dave. <laughs> Kia ora, Quentin. How are you? I'm not bad. How are you? I'm really, really good, thank you, and that's a wonderful title. <laughs> I, guess, I, I guess it's true as well. I, I think th- I, I think we need to formally make it that. Yeah. Yeah. Like on the website and everything. Yeah, exactly. You can no, be on there twice, I reckon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. So tell me, Stanley Cup Finals, how does this work and what's going on? Well, I'm glad. I'm so glad you asked. The Stanley Cup Finals. Stanley Cup is probably, this is a biased take, but it's going to be a hot take as well, the greatest sporting trophy of all time. It is uh, awarded to the number one team, or the team that wins the Stanley Cup. Um, Who would have thought? In the, in, that's an NHL, National Hockey League in North America. Um, and it's in the finals at the moment, so it's the first team to get to four game wins in a seven-game series, and it's come down to the Colorado Avalanche 
Sorry, I said that. Oh, the Colorado Avalanche. You put a little bit of a Colorado accent yeah. on it, I think. <laughs> Just so excited. Uh, and also the Tampa Bay Lightning. So what Tampa Bay in Florida, of course. Mm. Why there would be a hockey known, team. Known for its cold climate. Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. But there they are, and they're doing quite well. So they're up to game four in the series, and Colorado leads 2-1 at the moment. They won the first two games of the series, which were home for them in Denver, Colorado. Uh, Colorado and uh, it was a 4-3 win in overtime in the first game and then an absolute pantsing 7-0 win against the Tampa Bay Lightning in the second game which is unheard of in hockey it's unheard of in sport I think you know beyond like you know when Japan is in the World Cup in the rugby (laughs) that's yeah it's yeah but then the following game which was uh, two days ago was the first home game of the series for Tampa Bay Lightning so they uh, froze over one of the lagoons. <laughs> no, they didn't do that. The Gators adjusted. Yeah. <laughs> and it was 6-2 to the Lightning. So it was a good a good comeback. So the next game is today. Uh, puck drop at 12.30pm New Zealand Standard Time. Uh, Where are they playing? They're playing again back in uh, Tampa. Uh, so that's another home game for the Lightning. And uh, we'll see where this goes. What are your thoughts? Where do you reckon it'll go? I think Tampa will win this game. Yeah, another um, home game they can't lose. Home game, they're also probably like pretty. They've probably got the can kicked a bit um, after the seven 0 loss. So uh, they're also um, two time champions uh, the last two years of the Stanley Cup. So I think they've got that veteran. They've got that. You they're know, going for the hat trick. They're going. For that. They want to. They want to keep their legacy, but. But Colorado want to start a legacy, so it's you know it's that's what it's about. That's what it's about. So is there the the fifth game then is that home for either of them? Or is It'll that... be home for um, Avalanche, and then then it alternates. So okay. it's two two one one, and then but uh, the Avalanche will have won by then. That's what I'm picking. That's what Tampa will win this game, and then uh, Colorado will win the next two. Interesting. Hot takes. Hot takes. Hot on ninety one FM. And so Colorado, it's been how many years? Uh, 21 years since they last hoisted the Stanley Cup. So some people uh, that, you know, you are, if you you could vote. You could, if you were born in America, you could vote since the last time they, they hoisted players the were, Cup. Players were just born, crawling around the floor. Couldn't even skate. <laughs> couldn't yet. even skate. Probably could still skate better than uh, any of us here. Hey, but also in local hockey news, the uh, NZIHL, the New Zealand Ice Hockey League, starts this week. So uh, if you're ever in Queenstown, if you're ever in Queenstown, if you're in Queenstown tomorrow night... <laughs> the rare uh, occasions people are in Queenstown. <laughs> the uh, Sky City Stampede uh, against the Phoenix Thunder, which the Phoenix Thunder are Dunedin's local team. So if you're in Queenstown, head on down to the rink uh, by the gardens and go support the Green Machine. They don't just freeze over the lake? No, they used to, but uh, it got expensive. <laughs> ah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Awesome. Thanks for joining us, Dad. <laughs> no trouble. Thank you. All right. This has been R1 News here on Radio 1. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you here on this chilly Thursday morning. Uh, drive safe. It's icy out there. Um, and we will see you every weekday from 11 to 12 with the latest and greatest Aotearoa based news. Have a great rest of your day.
You've been tuned in to the R1 News. Weekdays from 11 to 12 here on Radio 1 91FM. Te reo irirangi kotahi. Catch up at r1.co.nz forward slash news or find us at Radio 1 91FM on Twitter or R1 News NZ on Instagram. That was a Radio 1 91FM podcast. You can find more of them at r1.co.nz forward slash podcast.